Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back or welcome to another episode of Warden's Wisdom. I'm your host, Jimmy Warden. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about how we can find more meaning in our life. A lot of times we think about this existential question such as, you know, what is the meaning of life or what is the purpose of my life? So today I felt like it would be a nice idea to dive into that topic a little bit. Uh, Specifically, I'll be citing Viktor Frankl's work, uh, his book, Man's Search for Meaning, where I pull a lot of really important ideas from uh, in order for us as people to help create and find some more meaning in our day-to-day lives. So if you're a person that's been asking yourself that question and perhaps trying to find some answers, look no further than this podcast. And with that, a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll get right into the show. So finding meaning is something that we all search for in our lives, but we don't always find it. And a big reason why that is, is due to the fact that we're often searching for happiness rather than meaning. So instead of just finding what is meaningful and what is of value, we are searching for happiness. But unfortunately, happiness is very fleeting. It comes and goes just like the wind. But Meaning is something that's here to stay. And living a life that has meaning is one that will definitely be fulfilling and hopefully have as little regret as possible. And in addition to that, the most meaningful events in our lives are actually also going to be some of the most challenging events in our lives. And this specific idea that these meaningful events that are challenging become some of the events that really kind of will say anchor us in how our life is meaningful are ideas that are written about by the psychiatrist Viktor Frankl in his book Man's Search for Meaning, which takes place, uh, the, the narrative portion of the book, takes place in the concentration camps of Auschwitz. And that's a place where those people were going through such difficulties, it's really hard to even fathom how Frankel and the other people in his camp, um, the campers that is, still found meaning in their lives while going through what they went through in those camps. In addition to that, Frankel also mentions several more ideas that really have resonated with a lot of people over the years. And these ideas are ideas that he came up with and really tried to create while he was at the camp, and then use in his practice. So a lot of these ideas actually stem from from trying to find meaning in your life or in one's life amidst life's inevitable suffering. There's a lot of sayings out there, and even the Taoists and the Buddhists say that one of their core principles is life is suffering. A lot of our life is indeed just that from losing jobs to losing loved ones, experiencing heartbreak, living apart from our families, living in difficult circumstances to anything and everything in between that constitutes suffering. These are all various forms of it that we might or already have experienced in our lives. 
If we don't have any reason to push through this suffering, we will inevitably get sucked into what Frankl has termed the existential vacuum. Now, this vacuum refers to how people get caught in a state of believing that their life is meaningless and that they are feeling an emptiness about who they are and what they have to offer in this world. This leads to a feeling of nihilism as if nothing in the world matters, despite any attempts to change it. Essentially, if you're feeling nihilistic, you feel that the universe is working against you, to put it in, in layman's terms. A nihilistic individual feels like, again, there's no escape from their tragic life, so they don't even bother trying to make anything out of themselves because no matter what they try to do, any of their efforts will just be squashed. However, Frankel, he discusses techniques specifically referred to as logotherapy, which actually helps clients find meaning in their lives because, again, living a meaningful life will allow us to have a good life. And, it's, and I said good, but not happy, again, because happiness is fleeting. And if we want to have a good life, something that we are proud of, we need to find meaning in our lives. And getting sucked into this existential vacuum while in Auschwitz was essentially inevitable because all of these people were not only just isolated from, you know, each other at times and their friends, but they're also isolated from their closest family members. But Frankel and others were actually quite special in the sense that they were able to find meaning despite their absolutely horrid circumstances. And something that Frankel recognized is that the vacuum doesn't immediately suck the meaning and purpose of one's life away, it kind of slowly turns that function on, which it was quite interesting because the way he described it is that as the challenges and grimness of one's life increases, you can think of that existential vacuum increasing in its power and so that it's then kind of sucking the life out of that person. And in today's world, we actually have a lot of existential angst because we aren't sure if what we're doing is meaningful or purposeful a lot of the time. There's And there's an underlying anxiety that we have due to this, and it creates a feeling within us that there's always something else or something more that we can do. And this drives a lot of us, and myself included, insane to a degree, but in some cases it even drives some people fully insane. And so with that being said, you know, a lot of this can be attributed to the fact that the United States is is a society that places a lot of importance on individualism. So specifically really talking about how we celebrate the individual in the forms of being of high status in society, having high amounts of wealth, a lot of assets, or having a job that pays very well. And you know, these things at the end of the day don't actually create a whole lot of meaning because what is meaningful to each individual is variant. So perhaps, you know, it, those things that I just mentioned does bring meaning or do bring meaning to some people. Uh, but Frankel's techniques of logotherapy, going back to something that I was mentioning earlier, it helped him find more meaning in his own life, as well as a lot of other people as well, find more meaning in theirs if they were somebody who was struggling to figure out what was meaningful to them. 
So the first part of that logotherapy in, in, in a way that we can actually start creating some more meaning in our lives is to find out what parts of our life are meaningful to us. And, you know, I think it's important for us to recognize too, that these things can range from simple everyday things, you know, such as watching the sunset or watching the sunrise to more complex things, such as having a job that we feel is worth doing to falling in love with some significant other or acknowledging cherished memories, knowing that those are always going to be with you. And once we have an awareness of what we find meaningful, we can acknowledge it more sharply by allowing it to come into focus. And when we're engaged in it, rather than thinking of how the world could, you know, essentially kind of crumble upon us or thinking of all of the things in the world that really kind of put us off, we'll say, it's important that when we allow those important and meaningful things to come into our life and come into our thoughts, we should be fully engaged in it rather than thinking of how things could be different because it will then create a form of acceptance uh, as we're accepting what is meaningful and acknowledging it as such rather than trying to change it because a lot of times when we aren't aren't satisfied with our life or if we aren't grateful for what we already have, that kind of starts to turn that existential vacuum on and we start feeling like, oh, well, whatever is going on in my life isn't as good as so-and-so's life or, oh man, if only I had this instead of that. So it's really important to not only understand what is meaningful to us, but really try to then not only acknowledge it, but accept it and be grateful for that because these are meaningful things that often get overlooked because they're outside of us rather than inside of us. So Frankl even mentions how we often try to look inside of ourselves for meaning when in fact what we're searching for often has been literally in front of us all along in the form of something that's external. Therefore, we must think of things, again, that really strike a chord with us, such as watching that sunset or taking that walk in nature or being the best version of ourselves in our jobs and in our relationships so that we can feel like what we're doing truly matters. Another way to create meaning is to actually do something that benefits others. We're often feeling fulfilled when we're serving other people, which is why taking perspective at our workplace or in our relationships can be so key to creating more meaning in our lives because when we take that perspective, it will then open up the door to think, what can I do for somebody else to make their life a little bit better? And then in turn, we'll have that internal feeling of knowing that we did something good. The more that we can think of others and think of what we can do to serve them, again, will in turn help us feel like we have purpose and meaning in what we do because what we did mattered to someone else. And then therefore, if it matters to somebody else, it should matter to us because we know I did something good. It does take some internalization in order to fully live out these ideas because we must then internally understand that we all serve a purpose for the people that we're helping and that it is of aid to them in their lives when we do something for them. And the best part about this is the fact that doing things for others can help make those relationships and make our job even better than they previously were because we open up that door for building a community as well and bringing people together because when we're so when we're experiencing challenging times we often feel like we're alone 
and we feel like we're the only person going through whatever challenge that we're going through. But the more meaningful relationships that we have, the less likely that we can actually feel alone or the less likely that we will feel alone during these challenges because there will be more of a sense of collectivism versus individualism that can take place if we're willing to open up and share our experiences with others as well as you know do something for them and then potentially therefore they could do something for us not that we should really be you know shooting for that reciprocity but we should really just be doing things for other people because it's the right thing to do this demonstration of vulnerability though often opens that door for others to then sympathize and perhaps even empathize if you know they're going through or have gone through something similar. There's a potential as well, you know, that they could, again, like I said, offer their assistance because again, we offer that assistance first. And this is actually seen a lot throughout uh, Frankel's work when he was talking about his experience in the Auschwitz camp, because him and the fellow camp members often were looking out for one another by almost any means necessary. They got absolutely the smallest of rations like literally a handful of bread for a meal that usually happened once a day and maybe a soup that went along with it or at one or the other so they looked out for each other by sharing these rations when others either lost theirs or sometimes i shouldn't even say sometimes but like quite frankly oftentimes some people didn't even get any rations at all so they would look out for each other and try to create that community by sharing. And they also shared and bartered with each other for other items such as cigarettes. Um, and back then that was a, a, a coping mechanism and a tool that people use to help relieve stress and people still do today. But back in that, in that time frame, it was much more um, popular. <clears throat> and perhaps the most important thing that these people did while they were in their camp in Auschwitz is that they kept reminding each other that their time in Auschwitz would eventually come to an end. And building that community within that camp really helped those campers stay out of the existential vacuum. And that's something that we also can do to help get us out of this existential vacuum is start to try to build some community through our actions. A third way that we can create some more meaning in our lives is to recognize that we actually have more choice to be optimistic than we might think because we can still find meaning in even the darkest, most challenging times of our lives. And I understand that there are neurochemicals that are involved in our feelings of joy or sadness, and we don't necessarily in it completely control those and they can be hard to control and monitor but we can help modulate these neurochemicals in in our favor through our actions you know if 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 people in in Auschwitz can can find meaning and get through that time I'd, I'd like to think that people today no matter what they're going through can also eventually get through whatever they're going through as well no matter what that might be because they chose to see the light at the end of the tunnel because of how challenging their circumstance was. A lot of those guys and people did. And those that didn't are the ones that ended up dying earlier and did not end up surviving through the camp. And so 
we too have that choice of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how challenging our circumstance might be, whether it be losing a loved one or losing a job or anything in between, the grief period will eventually come to a close and can actually make us a stronger person if we let it, because we will know that we've had probably one of, if not the most challenging experience in our life, but we came out of it on the other side a stronger person because we were able to get through it. You know, in this case, we must acknowledge the fact that not only was it challenging, but again, we got through it. This is a time that we can remember those other parts of our lives that give us meaning. That way we can try to seek out opportunities to engage in them. And not only that, but we can seek out the supportive community or perhaps communities that we have within our lives so that we can use their support and we can use the support of those activities that we want to engage in that create meaning as fuel to push through the suffering. So if you're kind of, we'll say, going through it right now, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody and let them know, or maybe even reach out to somebody and try to do something for them or do something for you that you know is meaningful and will bring you that meaning that you're searching for. And so to start tying this all together, you know, a lot of times we regret more of the things that we didn't do rather than the things that we did. And when we don't do things, or especially if we we are experiencing some rather difficult circumstances, we only end up exacerbating how we feel by being stagnant. And so this is why we regret more of the things that we don't do rather than the things that we do. And when we don't do these things, you know, that we have on our mind that we know we should be doing, those are often in the form of things that we wish we did for ourselves or other people. Things that we might find meaningful, but sometimes we we lose sight of that within the existential angst that we experience. And At times, when we get sucked in that existential vacuum that Frankel talked about, we feel that there's nothing good in our future forecast, so we don't even bother trying to do anything about it at those during those times. But this is why it's so critical for us to find meaning in our lives, because to bring it back to something that I mentioned at the beginning is that the Taoists and the Buddhists say life is suffering. If we cannot bear this suffering, if we cannot push through We will not be able to live a good life or a life that is fulfilling because we won't want to push through that suffering and we will just get absorbed by it. And this is why Frankel's book and his logotherapy techniques have been so helpful for so many people. So I would say, you know, I highly recommend reading it. Um, You know, and a lot of clinicians today, a lot of clinical therapists use a lot of his logotherapy techniques to help people work through their existential angst and work through their existential vacuums because it helps us realize that we can find meaning in the everyday, whether it's jobs, those small moments like sunsets or sunrises. We can find meaning in our love that we have for other people that we don't always necessarily um, 
that we don't necessarily take into account each day. Sometimes we take those things for granted. But if, again, we're searching for that meaning, we'll be able to be more aware of it each day. And we can find meaning in those things despite the suffering that we will eventually face or are currently already facing because that's essentially inevitable in life. And we can also find more meaning in those things when we choose to be optimistic. And again, I know that that's a big challenge. There's a lot more than just saying today's going to be a great day. We need to then take that perspective of, you know, knowing that certain aspects of our life will bring that greatness that we're searching for. And hopefully we can all choose as correctly as we can, despite the suffering that we may be going through, because we need that. And oftentimes we need it a lot more than we think because we don't necessarily see that light at the end of the tunnel. But if we keep looking and we keep turning over every rock to try to find some more meaning, then eventually with every rock that gets turned, every time we look up, we'll get a little bit closer to that light at the end of our tunnel. So thank you for listening, folks. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do just that. And if you found this podcast meaningful, please feel free to share it with other people. Let them know where they can find it. They can find it on Spotify. They can find it on Apple Podcasts. They can find it on Google Play. They could also find it on Anchor, as well as Podbean and a couple of other different platforms. And that's the best way that you can support the podcast and any other of the work that I've been doing with Warden's Wisdom. You can check us out at wardenswisdom.com. That is wardens-wisdom.com, W-A-R-D-E-N-S-W-I-S-D-O-M.com, where you'll be able to find not only podcasts, you'll be able to find blog posts, um, as well as recommended books, and a little bit of poetry if that suits your fancy, all about different parts of our life that at times get challenging, but I try to offer some insight as to how you can not only overcome those challenges, but get yourself feeling a little bit better about yourself today than you did yesterday. So thank you very much again for listening, and I look forward to hearing from you all soon.